They want to know how we wrote in this bitch. Now I'm playing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Ooh, it is November. It is chilly. It is the Bocha Podcast. It is. That And that's how we roll in this bitch. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And so this is uh, our end of the month, Weedy Weedy. By now, you should have a full estomago of all of the quote-unquote Thanksgiving. And if you heard our last episode, we kind of parsed through a little bit of what the Latinx borderland, what they eat, how how Thanksgiving rolls, if Thanksgiving is um, a Latinx or a, you know, how it's just how it's done. So listen to that episode. Um, enjoy the familia. Mm-hmm eat some leftovers and today we're doing the weedy weedy about la gordiloca we briefly mentioned her previously but now we we got in deep we we did get in deep yeah not as deep as she she rolls not six inches deep no but deep enough deep enough so if you don't know who la gordiloca is first you need to after you listen to this weedy weedy episode Put everything on pause in your life and <laughs> look her up on Facebook and she's got her own app. It's that important. Yes. So she is um, a woman from Laredo, Texas, which is also a borderland area. Mm-hmm. And she does her own news. She is rogue news all the way Latinx. Her real name is Priscilla Villarreal. Uh, she rolls this chick shaved head, giant hoops, tatted up rolling around in her blue truck that she calls the blue demon and she's she's on the news like she's on it not on the news like they're not filming her she's making the news she is the journalist on site she's uh so the 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 new york times did a piece on her and so she is uh, quoted in there um as being like a folk hero so they they were interviewing a couple people from laredo texas and they're calling her a folk hero because of the kinds of news that she covers some Mm -hmm. of it is yes a little bit sensational she goes out to accidents um we saw a clip of her going to a um an immigration an ins bust at i think it was a chuck e cheese in laredo Mm -hmm. it's not traditional but it's also something that the latinx community like appreciates because it's immigration sweeps but some shit that we're interested in. She's giving right. us heads up on what's happening on certain streets in the Laredo area. Mm-hmm. Like avoid this intersection because there's been a rollover of an SUV, which is one of the episodes. And it's like estilo de tu tía, right? Like she's all up in it. Like, oh yeah, what's happening over there? Like she is not afraid. She rolls up on it. She's not scared. She asks all the questions. She, um, you're right. She, she says it like you, she cusses. She's talking in Spanglish. She, flows back and forth between English between Spanish sometimes it's mixed I like and it feels real like I wish Maria Hinojosa would sometimes just break it down like this like I <laughs> want her to just be like fuck y'all like break it down when she's feeling it she's she definitely speaks to the people when she's doing this yes and that's you know in a in a day and age where we're getting most of our news online and from Facebook or the Instagrams anyway you're reaching a broader audience, so not everybody's going to sit down and read the New York Times or watch a video from the Washington Post or the LA Times or even NPR. Yeah. This is getting at people who are just you and me mm-hmm. on Facebook mm-hmm. checking shit, and she speaks to that audience. That's an audience that mainstream media is not going to really reach because who's going to watch? And, sh- and there she's doing it 
in their language, not just speaking like like street language, but mm-hmm. also code switching a lot, as you had mentioned, English, Spanish, Spanglish, everything in between. It's it's down to earth and real. Right. And she's it's covering your homie. You're right. She's covering those stories that people might. I mean, we don't live in Laredo. We don't live near Laredo. They're not we're not going to see everything on coming up on the New York Times, on CNN, on even Fox News, whatever you watch. We're not going to see all the breakdown of what's happening with the immigration scene down there. We're not going to see what's happening with, you know, brown people being arrested, how cops are treating everyone, anybody, what that scene is. And she's breaking it down for people. And it does. It feels real. Um, But she's getting a lot of backlash. I, I find it hilarious. She was definitely covered in the New York Times, which is a big deal, right? She was also covered in Texas Monthly, which I just find hilarious because Texas Monthly to me is like super white Texan, like barbecue and beautiful mantles. And they covered like Loca, which is just shows how much you can't ignore her. She is out in front and she is getting attention. You cannot ignore her. And a lot of folks are complaining and not liking her presence, particularly the police. She's been charged um, with a couple of incidents. I don't even know the details of the incidents or of what she's been charged on, but um, it's not good. Not good. Well, it's not good to be brown. It's not good to be brown in the borderlands. And speaking your your power of truth is not always seen as a positive, right? It's not always seen as a plus. Yeah. Um, and she's other- not rolling up in a suit in the assimilated no. with her microphone. Excuse me, sir, can I talk to you? She's legit yelling out of her blue truck like, Wake up us all like she's just in it, right? She's the the nosy neighbor, the nosy tia up in it. That that's one of my favorite parts about watching the clips yes. is that um it's it's one part's reporting and one part's gossip or chisme yes but it's not really gossip like you did you hear what she had to say no it's like chisme like this is what's going down in your neighborhood so it's not like talking mad shit about anybody it's just like being an eyewitness in a Mm -hmm. chismosa way like your tia who's a petra who's looking out (laughs) the window and seeing that car accident and not just saying like it was a white vehicle that ran into a red car no it's like oh there was blood spattered or whatever the case may be and it's just it's just so real and so awesome she's not like assimilation and this woman do not have any kind there is no link here she is just however she's feeling she's saying it she's cussing she's saying whatever she feels and i personally find it hilarious um and probably informative i i'm guessing that folks in that area are like Oh, I see siren. I hear sirens. I see lights. Let's check the Gordilocas Facebook page or news channel and see what's really happening because I can trust that. That's okay, what's so, real. So, so here, the, one of the reasons that I like her, not just because she's out there and real and, and, and speaking how I'm used to on the streets, right? But if there's something going on here in Cruces, there's a community group on Facebook mm-hmm. where you know the metiches are out there like, oh, the helicopters are in my neighborhood and I see X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. She's like that, but in a different city, right? But she's doing it live. She's out there. With video. With video. Yes. And she's commentating on it. You mm-hmm. have like your play-by-play person helping mm-hmm. you out as if you're walking a, watching a baseball g- program. So, so far you've called her a metiche and the, uh, a Petra. Is that what you grew up calling the 
the nosy people? Petras, yes, is what, what we call the, the, the individuals who are more interested in the goings-on of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Is that a nice Ma- way of saying it? Did you ever watch Bewitched? Yes. So, you know, there was the nosy neighbor who was always looking out the window, mm-hmm. like, trying mm-hmm. to see, because she knew, I mean, and Chisma is a lot of times rooted in truth, right? There's right. So, it came from somewhere. So, Gladys Kravitz was the neighbor. Yes who was always looking through the window and she'd be I forget what her husband's name was but she'd be calling him like come to the window and of course it was always over by the time he got his ass to the window and whatever but uh that's what my mom used to say no one does it Gladys Kravitz like (laughs) how assimilated is that shit no and that's the gladys kravitz yeah she didn't want you to be a meticha she didn't want you to be a chismosa or a petra i never heard petra until you started saying it oh petra petra garcia was the name petra and for garcia. anybody who might be listening her name is petra garcia please contact us immediately <laughs> and tell us everything you know <laughs> and before it used to be um if you were you know being a petra like not just in the neighborhood, you know, just looking out, being Petrosia, I don't know how the petrating. <laughs> but now it's even if you get a if you get a text message and you're all up in it and you're looking at your phone, ¿Qué estás haciendo Petra? What are you looking at? Why are you being <laughs> what we're not good enough to be involved in this right. conversation? Mm-hmm. You gotta be mm-hmm. looking on your phone. Petriando. Petriando. <laughs> but one of the I mean, you were right. Like she's she's not liked in the capacity from law enforcement, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because they, they're seeing her as a nuisance. They're seeing her as, which, in fairness, if you're if you are law enforcement and you know you're doing your job and there's a live crime scene happening, unfolding, you're trying to deal with blood and guts and people. Any news source that's trying to get up in your business is probably distracting. You don't need to be dealing with it. Whatever. Parts, you know, and and I'm, I don't know. I would say you probably have more knowledge of journalists than I do for, you know, our past experience. But I can imagine most folks would be, you know, sir, what's happening? Can you please tell me, ma'am? Can you give me any information? The quote unquote proper proper channels, right? You go to the public information officer of whatever organization to get a quote to get further information. But when you have someone who is on the street mm-hmm. watching and just, you know, being a journalist in their own way. Mm-hmm. There's there's a layer uh, that's missed. So if you feed information through your public information officer, they only have to tell you the car was XYZ color and the, the other car was XYZ color. Mm-hmm. They don't have to give you some of the details that are in there for whatever reason, whether it's because it's an ongoing investigation right. or because they just don't want to give out details. Mm-hmm. Fine. But when you have someone out there who's doing it themselves in a new age of Facebook Live yep. and iPhones, Instagram and iPhones and, and she's got her own app, then that's that's a layer of, of non-control that you yes. don't have, right? And it's a layer of non-control you don't have from a woman of color who is taking that from you. And, so she, and not just a woman of color. I mean, she is, again, bald head, tatted up in your face loud asking all the questions so none of it feels quote-unquote proper right none of it it, she didn't go to journalism school (laughs) and learn any of these techniques 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 no she Mm. didn't learn those or those either because she's from (laughs) texas yes these are techniques so she's she's not the typical like you're mentioning but there's also the um you know she's 
a woman of color and there there comes those um oppressions with that right mm-hmm. there's the the way that you look and appearance of tattoos there's the oppre- there's an extra layer she's also and let's face it it's in her name gordi loca ah, she's you. thick yes so mm-hmm. those d- she's a woman person of color tattooed and she's thick all of those on top of each other like Yep. That's extra layers of not. Nah, I don't want you in this business yes. reporting on things that shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And she's reported on important stuff. Right. She scooped on stories that the local paper didn't. They had to take several days to catch up. And it's been accurate. Yeah. It's not like she's exactly reporting on shit that doesn't happen. No, she reported on a cop who was skimming off the top on busts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Leos aren't going to want you up in your business exactly. reporting on one of their own. And, you know, and and like you said, in today's age of Facebook Live and everyone has cameras accessible, ready to go, uh, even police officers have body cameras. Is this okay? Is this the the people's right to see what she's seeing because she's there? Is that okay? Well, yes. Because if she wasn't there, someone would be there to, to watch and see and better to have it. So if I was there and I didn't have a phone, I would probably miss on details. Mm-hmm. She's there and she's got a phone. Well, because you seeing exactly what she's seeing. Just research says people are terrible eyewitnesses. Yep. Humans are horrible. And if there's any involved trauma, adrenaline, stress, forget it. You're, you're worse for the wear, right? Like, you are not going to be a solid witness. It's just human nature. We can't do it. And, I mean, you know, she's she's got the right to be out there. And I think if, if she truly is a person who people feel like they can trust in the community, I mean, there's other things on her page that are like, um, she's trying to raise awareness for people raising money because they have an illness or because something's wrong with their children or things like that so she's trying to bring it back to the community too she's not just out there trying to be the petra she's trying to say like these are my people i'm genuinely concerned i want to make it a better space i want people to be informed with what's going on if they can't be out there i'll be their eyes and ears and she seems like a she seems like genuine gente. when i told our executive producer what we were working on um for the weedy weedy and that I have to look up a few of her videos and we watched some our exec our esteemed executive Aww. producer um this is what she said and I had to write it down oh she's the modern day wonder woman um trying to get the truth seeking the truth that's what Boom. she said about her the modern day wonder woman trying to seek the truth just seeking the truth that's it and then the other yeah. thing is there's this uh there's um on Netflix there is a reality show of you know in LA there's always like a high speed chase there's always there's always something right. going on right mm-hmm. so there's this reality show where they follow these these people who go out and they sell the th- they go and take the video and then they sell it to the local stations oh. so they're always they're always on the okay. scanners listening like for the stuff the of crime right exactly <laughs> and while yes you know some of the, the the law enforcement folks have said kind of the same thing like they're in our area they're they could be intrusive x y and z mm-hmm. these guys are mostly white and they're not getting the same shit as she is right 
and or they, the paparazzi they are, for that matter. And they're getting paid to do this. They yep. are selling this video that they went and captured because mm-hmm. they were there on the scene, just like her. But they're getting paid for this. Yep. She gets the way that she gets money is that, uh, and I I, I don't want to make it sound terrible, but the, one of the ways that she has an income is because of her popularity when she goes to a favorite restaurant or a favorite business mm-hmm. that she that she happens to to shop at and like the people or what have you right they've they've given her like basically advertising right. for some of her gordiloca on the scene videos mm-hmm. which i think is like totally fair if you're popular and yes. other people are doing it on youtube like why don't you get a piece of that pie but i hate the fact that it's there's a net show right. about the same kind of people mm-hmm. but well, they're not getting the not same, the same kind, kind of people that's the exactly difference. exactly doing the same thing different kind of people and it matters but oh, so and it sucks bringing it back to our pocha life and our our pocha experience like i just they're entertaining but they're also informative, but it's also just, it's like almost seeing a cousin. It truly is. With her, with her phone. Yep. Going to, to somewhere. And I, you know, my hat's off to her for doing this and being that voice mm-hmm. unintentionally. This isn't something that she sought out to do. She just kind of started doing it. Right. And like Matt props sis. I'd love to Get hear why she started this. Like what made her feel like this is important enough that I need to be doing it. Right, right. That my time is worth this to share with the people of my community. I mean, I in there is no place in my mind that thinks that she made that first video and said, I want to be in the New York Times. No, no. Mm-mm. And even if you looked at if you read the New York Times piece and you scroll to the bottom and clicked on the comments part to read the comments <gasps> never read the comments. I know. I know. But trap. I did. I did. I trapped myself. I went down that rabbit hole. And the, the beef that they had with her was two things. One was, um, is this worse for journalism as a whole, where not just her, but other people are kind of doing the same thing and doing like eyewitness mm-hmm. news with their phones. Um, and two, and this was the shitty part, was, oh, the New York Times waited until she came out as anti-Trump before they, they ran the story. Oh, my and I'm like, dude, she's really only been doing this within the last handful of years. It's not like she's been doing this from Obama's administration until now. And right. does it even fucking matter? Does it matter? The uh, You know what? The other piece that was a little bothersome for me about the New York Times article was that I know I was describing her a while ago with the bald head. We're talking about her being a little bit thicker with the tattoos and whatnot. But obviously... We're doing a podcast. People do not have a visual. They don't have the video in front of them. They don't have a picture in front of them unless they're, you know, looking it up simultaneously. But they made sure to describe her as a 10th grade dropout. Right. And that to me was like, what was the purpose of that? Was that just truly being descriptive and trying to build this whole character for humans that are going to read this article? Or was that legitimately just to say, hmm, yeah, she's not really of higher education. This is her status. Let's put her in a category that is, you know, suiting of her past. I would say because they they did they did they went over a couple details of her life. One was that she had gone through depression after 
um, the loss of a child. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was her education level. Mm-hmm. One was germane to the story because right. she was doing, she said that this is a way of working through that depression, right? Mm-hmm. And then one is not germane. Like, who the fuck cares if she graduated summa cum laude from Harvard? Who cares? People care. Well, the people who read the New York Times care. care. Do and the we, people do who are the commenting people on her video, yes. they love her. They love her. They don't care yes. what papelito that she's got attached to her, whether she went the tassel one way or another. It doesn't matter. They and love that, her. I mean, and that is part of, again, bringing it back to the Pocha experience, whose experience is validated, whose expertise is acknowledged, because assimilated society white society tells us a phd means you're smart and to me it just means you were able to figure out what hoops you needed to jump through and were brave enough to take out that many student loans like that does (laughs) not necessarily mean you're smart i know a lot of people that i was in graduate school with that i was like what how the fuck do you get here every day like truth how do you get yourself dressed i am worried about the future of humanity you know, and, and this woman has obviously had some life experience that is real. way more important Absolutely. and gives her a better perspective for the for what she's giving to her community. Exactly. Because I'm for damn sure if it was me and I was like a quote unquote using my degree and being a journalist in Laredo, I would not have that same pulse on the community a hundred percent. And so I th- she's doing a service. She's doing a great, great service. Not just bringing the news, but like you said, she's like doing shit for her gente. Yep. Did you see the episode where she was cooking food? No. You got to see that. Okay. She's trying the, and the funny part is when you're reading the comments too. So she's, she's making, um, arroz con leche Mm. and she's taking a, a sample of it and, um, the first sample she takes, it's like super hot and they're like, <laughs> soplalo. <laughs> yes. So, I love it's it. great. It's great. I love it when the commenters get in all, all involved in it. And oh, I love it. I they're just it. so interactive. Like, yeah, it's well, awesome to see. Corviloca, you've got support in a, a borderland in your neighbor state. Uh, keep it up. Represent. You've got, you got fans out here in the 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 southern new mexico area faux show we're here we want to we want to know how you roll and we want <laughs> we to roll with you <laughs> can we go to laredo <gasps> a ride along can we do a ride along <laughs> <laughs> live podcast from <laughs> the backseat of the blue demon yes so a, a, a couple things one is that when i was um and i know texas don't hate me for this having been from el paso I know where Laredo is, but I didn't know a whole lot about Laredo, Texas. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Laredo, as mm-hmm. as we should actually be referring to. Mm-hmm. It was once the capital of a very short-lived, from January to November of 1840. Wow. The Republic of Rio Grande. What? What? It was the capital of its own little nation that lasted 10 months, 11 months. The Republic of, of the, the Rio, Rio Grande. Grande. Yeah. Dude, we're going to bring that back. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, who was running it? Uh, It was in the middle of the uh, one of the Mexican revolutions. So they were Mm -hmm. trying to break away. And that's why that was a little teeny tiny republic that only lasted a a cough of a heartbeat of a second. We need (laughs) t-shirts. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we do. 
Yeah, Wait, before it. we end the weedy weedy though. Oh boy. <laughs> a while back, I told you la- uh, it was last month, in fact, in the middle of October that I told you I had another wardrobe wardrobe malfunction that I have to tell you about. Oh my. I know. Take a drink for this. I I'm going to, and then because I it happened at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. for the pocha, the pochexters who listen to us, and for those who don't. My my esteemed colleague and I not only do a podcast together, we also happen to be colleagues at work. And a couple weedy weedies ago, I had a little bit of a wardrobe malfunction it where my chonas decided to crawl out of my pantaloons. Yes. So not the chonas you were wearing for <laughs> clarity. I mean, you were also wearing chonas. But these particular chonas were just stuck in the leg of the pantaloons. You had to go listen to that. This the weedy yeah. weedy episode called Got Chonas. Yes. So listen, go back and listen. It's ridiculous. So this is what happened. And Again. I'm going to, uh, I'll give you a little context after I tell you how embarrassed I was in the office. I, uh, go on. <laughs> I'm going to save my comments for the end. So I get dressed to go to work. I'm the first one in the office doing all the things. And then you come in the office. By all the things she means, lighting the vela, burning the sage, <laughs> pulling a tarot card, <laughs> no, heating she's up being the cafe. Tr- she's being legit no, true. No, like real. That's These are all that the things. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you come into the office and like, hey, how's it going? All the things. And then I feel a breeze. Which we have no open windows <laughs> in our high rise so office. I, you know, while we're while we're talking, I kind of like check my pockets of my pants like a ghost breeze like (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck ghost are you (laughs) casper does not (laughs) well like i don't know (laughs) it was just like a (laughs) (laughs) so i checked my pantaloons pockets and i had inadvertently i have two stacks of a pantaloon three stacks of pantaloons in my wardrobe Mm mm-hmm I have the really nice pants that I need to wear for like the stuff that I do in my job that fancy you know, business. Fancy business. Mm-hmm. And then I have the jeans that nice jeans. Nice jeans that mm-hmm. I, I wear to work with a nice shirt. And then I have the around the house I need to do you know, and mow the lawn or paint some shit. All the things around right. the house that Build and they the are table. holy. They've got yeah. and my pants my and I love Levi's those are the only jeans that I like to wear because they last there's a couple pair that I have where when I put the phone in one back pocket it starts to rip in the corner this particular pair ripped from the corner of one pocket down to the other corner at the bottom of the pocket so it's vertical rip one Mm -hmm. side to one side going straight down okay and I inadvertently when I did laundry put that pair in In the good pile in the medium pile and I put that pair of pantaloons <laughs> on. I went to work. <laughs> that morning before I went to work, <laughs> I had to go to the doctor's office to pick up the stack of paperwork that you have to oh, fill right. out for my mm-hmm. new. So I, I went to the doctor's office. I went to go get coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the office. A lot of things happening. A lot of things that happened. And then you came into the office. And it wasn't until you came into the office that I was aware that I got my pantaloons mixed up and I've got to Did a I just bring a cold blast <laughs> of air with me? <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, I'm surprised you did wow. not see me go pale. I'm a bruja. What? Because I, that's when I figured out 
holy shit, you can see exactly what color of chonas I'm wearing. Wow. The kind of chonas I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Everything. And what did you, you just left? What did you do? Or you just <laughs> stayed sitting down? I, I sat for a couple minutes thinking, fuck, um, should I go home now? Will it matter? Can I just kind of work it out and stay here? And like my, my shirt is untucked, so it's long enough. Make sure that it's down around. I, I had, I went through several scenarios. Uh-huh. Finally, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go home for lunch. I'm going to change my pantaloons, which actually turned out to be the best thing ever because after I got off work, I get a call from the executive producer to tell me to go to the grocery store to pick up a few things before I go home so we can make dinner for the kids. Because the executive producer is also your partner. This is true. The executive producer is Let's also my partner. Let's just put that out there so people aren't like, why the hell? So I had to go to Gualmar like, after no work. Wonder cat gets more airtime. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> hey, she doesn't edit. <laughs> just FYI. Knows. Now you all know so my it, truth. It turned, it turned out to be handy that I went home because she needed me to go get some stuff at Gualmar after I got off work. And if I would have gone there in my pantaloons, I would have shown everybody up in Las Cruces that I had a rib four inches long f- showing a butt cheek off. What am I doing wrong with my clothes? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering why the executive producer doesn't do a She's gone. sweep she of your clothing. <laughs> I'm just like... This is why. She, she's like, you're a grown-ass woman in your 40s. I shouldn't be sweeping your clothes. Like, I shouldn't have to eyeball shit you wear. Apparently, she does. Well, apparently, she does. That's where we're at That's right now. Because yeah. two times, and we're at punishment level. <laughs> No, but you saw the one day that I pulled out of one of my sleeves a dryer <laughs> sheet. A dryer sheet. <laughs> I am, I'm a fucking hot mess. Yeah, and this is the funny part. I do all of our laundry. I do honey in my laundry. And, and another thing, too. It's not like you are so... It Basically, putting on clothes is the only thing you do to get ready. You don't wear makeup. <laughs> no makeup. I don't do my you hair. You put on the eighth grade Aussie hairspray <laughs> and then you roll. Done. That's the only thing you're doing. <laughs> it's putting on clothes. It's putting on clothes. And but you I can't do it. Okay. To be fair, people listening, I don't look like a hot mess mostly. Like I'm not like arrugada and like terrible. It's just I put on the wrong pants. With a giant hole. With a giant hole in which I went to my doctor's office. There was people waiting in the, <laughs> in the waiting room. I went to the coffee shop and there were people in the coffee shop. So everybody saw my, my chonas at half mast, like, hello, waving in the wind mm-hmm. at everybody. I'm really surprised that someone didn't take a, a picture and post it on the Las You're Cruces community that page. La Gordiloca doesn't live in Las Cruces. <laughs> she would have been all over that. She, she would have followed me in the office. Oye, gente. <laughs> Come over to the coffee shop. If I have any more wardrobe malfunctions, I'm definitely going to bring it to the Weedy Weedy because... Uh, now it's just, just a confessional. It's, it is. Now. <laughs> I saw my mom today and um, and she's like, you know, I haven't listened to any more of the of the podcast lately. And I'm like, mom, don't, don't. please don't. Mm-mm. You're good. <laughs> she's going to come over Let every morning and check, check out my clothes. Like, She'll okay, move in with you yeah. and dress you. Yeah, and blanch out all of my clothes and everything like Aww. make sure that it's all good you know i love to iron that is a w- interesting thing about you i love it i it like in fact if i see people with wrinkled ass clothes it like it gives me a little bit of anxiety oh my god i must give you anxiety 
no, you're not. No. Oh, good. No. I'm going to drop off my shirts, though. <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe. That was our Weedy Weedy. It's the end of November. I hope you listening are full-bellied yeah. tamales and frijoles. Mm-hmm. Getting warm, staying warm if you can. Ready for Christmas. Laughing. The year's almost over. At La Gordiloca and pantaloon problems. Please Roses, share with chestnuts. us, though, if you've got pr- pantaloon problems as well. We heard f- back from one person. We, no, there were two people. That on the DL said <laughs> that has happened to me. So if you have also experienced some kind of breeze inducing <laughs> rip in your pantalones in some embarrassing place, give us a shout out. Here's the sad part. Is this is not the first time that I've gone out in the public with pantaloons that are ripped. I went to Home Depot and this lady was like, ma'am, your pants are ripped. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> It wasn't the same pair of pants. <laughs> it was another pair of pants. <laughs> the executive producer looks so embarrassed to be with me right now. My husband has <laughs> had this pair of jeans that he said were his favorite for a long time. And they got a giant hole in the pocket to where the pocket just like had a complete blowout. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was like, he he uh, he took home ec in high school, which was very obvious that it was for this particular moment in his life when he didn't want to give up the jeans but the pocket on the inside was just blown out and he was like (laughs) i can either get rid of the jeans or i can sew something in its place but i can't sew a pocket (laughs) but this crown royal bag looks just (laughs) like a pocket so i'm gonna sew this crown royal bag and make it a pocket to these pants stop not kidding (laughs) He's a genius. Does he still own those pants? I I think they finally had like an ass blowout (laughs) that you just couldn't just cover up with the crown royal bag. So (laughs) our executive producer has tried to do some patches in several of my pants. Wow. She's your mother. (laughs) On that note. On that note, this is the Pocha podcast, the Weedy Weedy episode. I'm Charlene. And I'm sadly Cat with the bad (laughs) clothing. (laughs) Peace out, trout. Bye.